Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We want to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for our loved ones who rely on us. Today's topic is a big one, decision fatigue. Have you heard the phrase before? Whether it's a new concept to you or one you're very familiar with, I hope today's episode makes your life as a caregiver easier. This month, I'm going over four topics that I think are the most important for us. Last week in episode five, we talked about having a purpose statement. Why is this so important? Because you use it to know yourself and your purpose better, and it helps you to make big decisions. Today, we're talking about small decisions and eliminating those so we have more brain power for the big ones. If you and your husband have ever had a discussion that included the words, I don't know what I want for dinner, you decide, at like 5.05, you're probably suffering from decision fatigue. Let's jump into more details about decision fatigue and the plan to eliminate it. The average person makes 35,000 decisions a day. (laughs) That is an overwhelming number. But caregivers must make thousands more than the average which leads to the additional stress of decision fatigue. Our decision-making begins as soon as we wake up. Do I hit snooze or do I jump out of bed? Do I try to take a shower before my son wakes up or do I wait until after I drop him off at therapy? What should I wear? What should I have for breakfast? Some of these decisions are the same ones most moms and wives make each day. But because my 12-year-old son is functionally nonverbal and needs significant help, I'm not only making decisions for myself, I'm making decisions for him as well. What will he wear? What will he have for breakfast? What will I pack for his lunch? What book will I put in his backpack for him to look at on the bus? This extra decision-making isn't just for a season of our lives. It will be true for the foreseeable future. And this is one of the top contributors to caregiver stress and burnout. Let's be honest, making decision after decision after decision is exhausting. We reach a point when we just can't do it. That's the, uh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know, what do you want for dinner kind of conversation that I was talking about earlier. So, now that we know it's a problem, what is the solution? Is there a way to decrease the stress? of making decisions and decrease the decision fatigue. I think there is. We can take steps to eliminate some of the decisions we make. Studies claim that we repeat about 40% of our behavior almost daily. You probably eat lunch at the same time each day. You sit in the same seats at church each Sunday. You order the same meal at your favorite restaurant. I even text one of my friends at the same times each day, uh, eight-ish in the morning and eight-ish in the evening to see what she had planned for the day and then to see how it went. You aren't making these decisions every time because you've already figured out what works for you and you just repeat it. To eliminate fatigue and burnout, we need to make the best decision we can and then repeat that each day. Gretchen Rubin, who's an author of a lot of really good books, but one of them that I especially like is Better Than Before, and she says, I should make one healthy choice and then stop choosing. There's a couple of ways to go about 
figuring out which decisions you can make for once and then stop deciding each day. You can do this by keeping a journal of all the decisions you make and then try to eliminate as many of them as you can. Or you can just pay attention to the patterns in your day and figure out what you can repeat. So here's a few things that I have made decisions about in the past so I don't have to keep repeating them. The first one, I wear the same shirt every Monday. I call it my Monday uniform. That way I don't have to think about what I'm going to put on when we're all in a little bit of a hurry to get out of the house on the first day of the week. On Sunday nights, I meal plan for the week so that I don't have to think about it at 4.30 in the afternoon when I'm experiencing the fatigue that comes from making decisions all day long. Another decision I've made is to get off my phone at 9 each night and read a book instead so that I don't have to decide when to stop stop scrolling. I just make the decision once and then keep repeating it at 9 o'clock every night. I also make the same thing for James's lunch every day. Thankfully, he is a big fan of a solid routine, and so he doesn't get bored with a cheese quesadilla, uh, goldfish crackers, apple slices, and cucumber slices every day. In episode seven next week, we're going to talk about creating an ideal week. You write out exactly what you would do every hour of the week if everything went the way you would want it to go. The process helps me eliminate decision fatigue because I can look at my ideal week and see what I should be doing at 9 a.m. on a Monday or 2.30 on a Thursday afternoon. Eliminating decision fatigue is especially important because we have unpredictable lives. Some of you don't know each morning when you wake up if it will be a day that someone ends up in the hospital. Or you might get a call from the school to help them navigate a challenge. If any part of your schedule is on autopilot, it helps you manage stressful situations even better. You can fall back on your routine when life feels hectic. Paying attention to the decision fatigue others are feeling is also helpful. A few years ago when we lived in Pennsylvania, we had just bought a new house and had moved. The boys were both little. I think they were two and four maybe getting close to three and five at the time. And so they were home with me full time. Uh, Unpacking was not easy to do as they were getting into everything. Uh, One morning we got a call from my parents that my grandmother had passed away um, and she lived in Oklahoma. So I had to hit pause on all the unpacking and get us ready to catch a plane and go to Oklahoma to be with my family. Um, Stress plus grief was not... A good combination. Uh, my friend Nikki asked what she could do to help and I I remember I just started bawling like I did not have the capacity to even answer her super helpful question. I didn't know what my priorities were so I couldn't think of what I needed most. Instead she came up with the answer for me. She said bring me your dirty clothes. And then she washed them, dried them, folded them and all I had to do was put them in our suitcase and we were ready to go. When we get good at eliminating decision fatigue, it helps us be better friends to others who are going through a hard time. We know not to ask them, hey, how can I help, but to instead make the decision for them. Maybe instead you'll say, I'll bring dinner over on Wednesday because I know that's your busy night, or I'll pick up your kids on our way to story time at the library so you can get a break. We can take the pressure off by not asking someone in a crisis to make yet another decision. To sum up what we've talked about today, I leave you with this. In order to decrease the stress you feel as a caregiver, 
put decision making on autopilot when possible so you have more energy and wisdom to make the decisions that really matter. In the coming weeks, we're going to get even more detailed about how to do this, including more about my Monday uniform, a routine for cleaning the house, menu planning, even how to speed up or slow down time based on the decisions you make. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the future episodes. Let's end our time today in prayer as you take these steps toward eliminating decision fatigue. God, you bring peace to our lives even when our days feel hectic. We are asking today for your wisdom as we make the best decisions we can and then repeat those decisions in the coming days. You know the number of hairs on our heads. You know the number of decisions we make each day. Please guide our thoughts, our intentions, and the results. We want to honor you and love our families well, especially during stressful times. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Over on sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast, you can check out a transcript of the show and see the show notes. Just click on episode six. In Instagram stories this week, I'll be pointing out ways I eliminate decision fatigue. So follow me there. My username is Sandra Peoples. Remember, friends, self-care isn't selfish. It's important for us to take care of ourselves so we can care for the loved ones God has entrusted to us. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here next Monday. 